What's going on, guys? Welcome back to The Break Room. Make sure to punch your ticket and clock out. Today's Monday, November 2nd. I want to welcome you guys back to another episode of the Pre-Market Roast with your hosts. You guys already know what's going on. Happy Monday. Uh, election week. Super big week this week, guys, especially for the market. We got the live going right now. Shout out to the live family. Um, yeah, I just wanted to uh, take today, uh, not really give you guys any picks because if you guys remember last week, uh, we were talking a little bit about um, you know what I think personally uh, levels of volatility in the market moving forward. And so I personally vacated all my positions uh, just to prevent any future losses. And it was pretty much a great decision. Did that on Wednesday um, and Thursday and Friday. If I would have stayed in, I would have lost a lot more. So super happy that I was able to get out of there. Um, but yeah, today I'm just going to be doing a general overview about election week, uh, referring to past trends that have happened before, and then just kind of what to expect in terms of uh, uncertainty especially with an election, um, you know, changes in office really come with a lot of drastic changes in our day-to-day that maybe a lot of you guys don't really realize, but we'll go over that. Uh, super important day tomorrow, election day, November 3rd. If you haven't, make sure you go out and vote, uh, you know, invoke your civic duty and do what you got to do. Um, I don't want to hear none of you guys bitching if your guy doesn't win, because if you didn't vote, what are you going to do? So, Today, I'm just going to hop right into it, guys, and we're just going to be talking about, um, you know, some notes I took regarding, um, you know, the election. So, obviously, um, tomorrow's a big day uh, this week in general, just as, you know, possibly we're going to be seeing uh, either a change in party or an incumbent. And so, this is, uh, you know, I, I read a amazing article this morning um, from Forbes magazine authored by uh, Kristen McKenna, and uh, she said, this is a quote, Um, Indulging political fears or expectations by making major changes to your investments can be particularly damaging. So I just want to go over that real quick. What does that mean? So when investors are fearful and uncertain of the future that lies ahead, that usually leads to panic, right? Either panic selling, um, you know, panicking in terms of not, not understanding what investments or what strategic moves to make when changes are up and coming in the future, especially, you know, with our head of, you know, our government, the president of the United States. So um, while trying to speculate the market reaction to a specific event like the Trump re-election or the Biden victory may not be worthwhile, historical trends about stock market performance before, during, and after presidential elections can help set expectations for wary investors about what happened in the past. So historical trends some some of the historical trends that we've seen from elections in the past that we can kind of use to understand what might happen because at the end of the day guys you know live listeners we don't have the crystal ball that's facts that's known facts we don't have the crystal ball we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow we don't know what's going to happen in the next five minutes so we can only use what happened in the past to hopefully have a good understanding or an estimate of what will happen in the future. So some of those factors that have happened in the past include uh, increasing volatility factors. Uh, we usually see increasing volatility um, you know, in months coming into November, and we did see that. I mean, you guys obviously know with the COVID pandemic um, – sorry, with the COVID pandemic, we had a, a lot of – you know. Uh, dramatic uh, changes in the market, in our indexes, in our overall economy. So um, we saw that, uh, and specifically in our V-shaped recovery, which was 
tremendous uh, help by the stimulus packages, um, you know, all the tax cuts, which was great. Um, but usually one, one key rule to know, guys, is the market hates uncertainty, right? Not knowing or not having a clear idea causes fear, panic, and uncertainty. Those are three factors that uncertainty can lead to. And, you know, when you're trading or investing with fear, that's not, that's not always a good thing. So moving forward, um, during the 2016 election, looking back, um, just looking back to uh, when Trump first got elected, uh, the Trump victory was likely as the poll started coming in. And actually, the stock futures, right when that was occurring, began to drop, causing the pre-market trading to fall more than 5% the day after the election and circuit breaker to break, which halted the market. So uh, one thing I want to explain to you guys, listeners, and the live here that we got going is uh, halting. A lot of people see when a stock is just doing insane numbers, uh, all of a sudden it just stops moving for like 10 minutes. And so some people are like bashing their keyboard. They're like, what's going on? But what really is going on is that, um, you know, the broker itself halted any sort of selling or transactions coming in and out of that stock. So that stock is pretty much put on ice because it's a circuit breaker going. When there's too much transaction and too much volume and too much volatility, the market has a way of correcting itself. It has a system of kind of like checks and balances. And that's what halting is. It pretty much stops any movement of the stock. And we'll usually see that. A great example is uh, Kodak, the camera company, when it uh, announced that it was going to turn its film uh, development warehouses into drug manufacturing plants. Their stock price in a day uh, interclimbed from $8 to $60. And they got halted, I think, four times. I, I was trading it that day and I was just sitting on the edge of my seat. I'm halted, but I'm in. And then right when it unhalts, it does a little move and then it stops. So. Uh, trading, trading halted stocks is a little risky. It's a little bit dicey and, um, it, it, it's something I wouldn't recommend. I've done it in the past, but it's definitely puts a bunch of, it puts some gray hairs on your head. So also I want to shout out the live. If you guys have any questions that you guys want me to comment on or talk about, just link them up right there in the comment section. I'll try to answer them for you guys. Um, another thing I wanted to also talk about was, um, the, after the pre-market went down after Trump was elected, uh, we saw from the range of like 2017 to 2019, the Trump administration index return was over the average of 9%. It was actually around 14% all the way through those two years, which is actually pretty impressive if we take a look at it. I mean, everybody kind of gloats about Trump's economic success, which is undeniable. You can't really deny the facts that unemployment is the lowest it's ever been for minority groups. Um, you know, our taxes in the middle class have, have been cut. We've also seen the lowest unemployment in the history of, you know, blacks, Hispanics. And so the, these things, along with trade deals and other foreign relations, these things can't really be argued because, you know, they're, they're statistical. They're right in front of us. We can read these things. And so um, according to Dan Clifton of the Strategic Research Businesses, history shows avoiding a recession prior to a new um, you know, a new, uh, you know, reincumbent or a new reelection is a key to get reelected or to win. So um, strategic business partners show that uh, there's only been one president that's been reelected after going through a recession. And that was um, uh, Calvin Coolidge or yeah, Calvin Coolidge, President Coolidge. 
he um he was in time for the uh, great recession and he actually got reelected after that no other president has been reelected after going through a recession um and so that's that's a key but you know investors are thinking okay global pandemic does that really count as a recession that touched everybody well in the eyes of voters that's going to be pretty important but in the eyes of other voters uh the um trump's party's recovery to a global pandemic is also going to be important so there's a lot of different perspectives and a lot of different viewpoints here but historically if a president comes out successful on the other side of a recession usually they seem to get reelected historically speaking um so even though we did go through that global pandemic we were in a short recession that lasted about three months some may say we are still in a recession but personally, I believe we've come out on the other side of that, uh, along with the V-shaped recovery that President Trump was talking about. Um, this might back the support of some key voters in some key states. Um, you know, the research and in, in the research that we're talking about currently in prior stock market performances leading up to elections has also been like a prime indicator of the outcome. So performances in the S&P 500 in the three months before votes are casted are predicted 87% of elections since 1928 and 100% of elections since 1994. So what does that mean? So that means when returns were positive in the S&P 500 the last three months before votes are cast, the incumbent party since 1984, 100% of the time has won. And since 1928, 84% of the time has won. So these are statistical facts. If the index suffered losses in the three-month window, usually the incumbent loses. So these are just some prior market trends that we see that have occurred in the past in prior elections. But I'll be honest with you guys, listeners, live, this is way, way, way different. We are in a different world right now. Global pandemic, rioting, um, you know, people standing up for, for what they believe in and, and using their voice for, you know, the greater good. Um, this is going to be a completely different election than we've ever seen. And so, you know, like I said in the beginning of this, um, we don't have the crystal ball. We can't, you know, we can't estimate what's going to happen. But looking back at these past historical trends, we can have some sort of idea moving forward and into tomorrow what we can likely see in the future. Um, and I just want to be completely clear, um, when I'm talking about, you know, finances, uh, money, the economy, you know, the market, I'm not trying to impose any sort of, um, you know, bias or perspective. Um, you know, I was talking to a few people that, you know, had an issue with me kind of, uh, praising, you know, capitalistic or more economic policies that, you know, help, help Americans, um, I'm not choosing a side here, like here, like on this platform, my personal platform, I just want to talk about things financial. I really don't want to get into politics, but there are some things that are just factual that apply to the conversation. And so I just want to make that clear. Um, vote for whoever you want to vote for. I will be casting my vote tomorrow. And, you know, like I said before, invoke your civic duty. Um, if you don't vote, you really can't be complaining. So. Um, again, shout out to the live, um, hello, uh, shout out to the listeners again, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple podcasts going to be everywhere. Um, I appreciate all the support. 
hopefully you guys will be watching, you know, the live uh, polls to see what happens. And um, hopefully 2021 is better than 2020 and we can get off to a great start. And again, I want to thank you guys so much for checking into the break room. Shout out to the live. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Sebastian Ruiz and at the break room pod. Uh, going live every single episode. I want to thank you guys so much. Uh, go clock back in. Peace. I right, live. Appreciate y'all. Take it easy.